0: gents. What's good people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're here right now in the headquarters. It's Yang Gang Forever. We're out here prepping up his speeches. You know what I'm saying? We got everything on deck. We got, you know, we got fuck Palestine t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? We got fucking, you know, it's, it's all ready. You know, we got Chicago style pizza is the best. We got all these slogans ready to go out there. <laughs> We're going to win this New York mayoral campaign because we've decided that the best thing for New York is somebody who's absolutely clueless. Was that shady? I feel like that was a little shady.
1: Oh, man. Uh, the Now now that, that uh, Bitcoin is not going to go through, fam.
0: <laughs> Damn it. That that Damn dogecoin that payment Doge from Coin. Andrew Yang Fuck. It's not gonna That's, go through. This is what happens. This is why happens when you talk shit. No no rock brunch, <laughs> no dogecoin. My life is in ruins. My summer is in ruins.
1: <laughs> oh man. Don't even get me started. I, I uh, come on fam.
0: It's 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 a shit show. It's 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 and you've got two or three real candidates, but no, that's that's not everything. Now is fucking it's it's fucking it's America's most wanted. I mean, America's most talented. It's actually America's most talented and America's most wanted. If you really think about it, as far as we vote in for political office, now. And that was just one big reality TV show, bro,
1: bro. Like I I I don't know. Don't even, don't even get me started. Like I I can't even. I mean maybe maybe we need we need to have like all the the candidates on uh, the podcast. I I actually would turn into that, tune into that, I'll get drunk as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of asking them the average price of a Brooklyn brownstone, <laughs> we'll like quiz them a music t- trivia. <laughs>
0: If you talk to man, I, I'd, I'd strictly like, ask Eric Adams fuck the police questions.
1: But like, you know what? I feel like Eric Adams would probably be like, if we ask him music questions, he probably would like, he's I, I trust he'll probably know some of the answers.
0: You know, out of all the ones, like, yeah, you no, know, he's ah, shit. But that just shows you how dire it is that oh, I know. The, the literal cop might be the coolest person there. And that's fucking scary. Holy shit. We got a cop, we got a Wall Street dude, and we got a tech bro who are the leads. You know what I'm saying? And then you have like somebody who's semi rational, semi progressive, Garcia. You know, that's the problem. You can't you can't now you, too you, can't rational. Be a, you can't be a good politician who wants to help people. That's the problem. Yeah. That's that that's not yeah. the wave no more, baby. It's about it's <laughs> about branding, it's about self promotion, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yo, I, where's the risk to a damn high guy though? Like this is his time to shine. The rent is still too damn high. Like where where does where that do? Oh, at? he like,
0: actually shit You're right. He would right. actually fucking do fucking fantastic. He
1: would probably do well. Like like dead ass. Like he he'll probably do well in this. Because <laughs> it's ranked choice voting too. So like we have no idea who's gonna like actually pull this out.
0: Yeah, no, true, <laughs> true. So,
1: oh man. So for for those who are not in New York, <laughs> who are like what? What are y'all talking about? Like, who?
0: <laughs>
1: we should get along with the podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, all right. And uh, so on music news, um, My, my ev- ev- every year I, I sit at home waiting, waiting for them to announce the only awards that matter. Who gets in to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That's right. <laughs> it's when a whole bunch of middle-aged rich white dudes who all they know is rock music, decide to see what's really worthy to be put into the pop fucking pantheon mm. of important Americana music. It's 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 my favorite, my favorite. <laughs> and uh, I mean, this year, I guess you could make an argument. It's the thing is, even a year like this, where you have, spoiler alert, Jay-Z making it into the list, somehow they find a way to disappoint. Yeah, and, and I really wasn't checking
1: for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, you know, as hard as we check for the Grammys. But you know, I'm. Red, you texted me this link, and it's like, oh, Jay Z, okay, Foo Fires all right, they're you know, I can see that that's they're like you know both thirty years in of of music from them or twenty five to thirty years of, of music from them, and then I read Tina Turner. <laughs> Carol King, and I'm like, hold up, Tina Turner and Jay Z are getting nominated at the same time, and to me that that's like, uh, the, I I was lit, I was livid, I was livid. I'm like, what? Yeah, I just saw the Tina Turner documentary the other day too. I'm like, what? <laughs> so now I'm like, how does this shit work, right? Like, how how can we have Tina Turner? And Jay-Z get nominated at the same time. Like, two completely different eras of music. And they're on the same, like, byline. And then Carole King. Who? I fuck with with Carole King. How is she on the same byline as Jay-Z and Tina Turner? Three generations of music. How is this happening? Like, I I don't truly understand it. Um, And, you know, Reggie pointed out that Tina Turner, with Ike Turner, got nominated in 1991. Which I think was like right before the what love what's love got do
0: if it came out. <laughs> well know. timed on their part, <laughs>
1: you know. And I'm just kind of like, well, that sucks because 80s Tina Turner is the best Tina Turner, yeah. And <laughs> you know, um, which if you watch the Tina Turner documentary, I didn't realize like she basically didn't come into her own until the 80s, and she, by that time she was like in her 40s or 50s, like. You know, and she was like, "I want to play arena shows, and I want to like be like Queen. I want to play like Wembley Stadium and shit." And they're like, oh, "We don't, know. we don't know." And she ends up playing Wembley Stadium, Rock and Rio, two hundred thousand people. Awesome. Uh, that, that Tina Turner album, and I forgot the name of it. Uh, for like, I think like eighty four, eighty five. It's like her trying to do her like arena rock shit, and and like, but also being R and B and, like, knocking it out of the park. So, look, she is much deserved, but she should have got the shit, like... (laughs) 30 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there was a couple of years you couldn't escape from her just because of her music quality was crazy. We were cracking Mad Max jokes before because obviously we're still in the apocalypse, but we forget she was in a fucking huge blockbuster movie.
1: Yeah, and again, That's she like, was one doing One of the big this... characters. Yeah, <laughs> and she was doing it since like 40, 50 years old. Like It wasn't yeah. like she popped, you know, because she, she's had a career since she was in the, her teens, but she reinvented herself, and she's, she's doing these things in the 80s, that are unbelievable for a black woman and again she's selling out like stadiums from around the world. Um so yeah man, I'm 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 livid. Like like I don't like I, I understand that um you're eligible twenty five years after your first album. Which is kinda crazy when you think about Jay Z. But anyway, um but like come on son. Like that album came out in, like eighty four. Like <laughs> that's yeah, like thirty six years. Like come on, son. Like 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 y'all have no excuses. Um I, I now need to pay attention to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and drag them as hard as the Grammys. Um I went to the museum in Cleveland. It sucks. Don't waste your money.
0: Damn, bro. Damn. Well, what else can I say? <laughs> well props to Jay Z though. Props to Jay Z. You know? But <laughs> I mean, Jay-Z's a weird one also because, like, so uh, they're giving LLQJ an award, basically, I forget the name of the, like, a Vanguard type award because he's been nominated a couple times and has gotten in. So they're kind of sticking him into the back door. Um, Jay-Z's a little weird because you can't tell if it's a win for hip-hop or if it's a win for billionaires. <laughs> yeah. And and that's yeah. the weird thing where it's like, all right, cool, it's kind of great for Jay-Z to meet it, but it's just like you know, Daddy Kane. And I, and I know Biggie, Biggie, I think pretty sure Biggie made it and has, has made it in once already. I think, I'm pretty sure Biggie's there. Hopefully. I'll double check that now in the background, but yeah, it's like, too. yeah, there's a lot of other like seminal hip hop acts that should have been there. Like, you know, and, and, and I, I guess that I, I can't, Look, like I said, it's, it's like LLQJ definitely should have been there way before Jay-Z, full stop, period. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Around the same time fucking, again, like 30-plus years after his debut album. Around the time Tina Turner made it in, so the show should have L Q J. So I'm not necessarily mad at the representation, but I am kind of mad because, you know, like I said, it's, it's other acts that kind of deserve it that made a bigger impact. I could easily make an argument where Jay-Z is definitely because. How do I say this? So Jay-Z is probably the best rapper for a very specific time. I don't know if you could make the argument that, I don't know, like I said, this is going to sound like a Jay-Z hater fucking thing. But if the idea of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is somebody's kind of showed up and pushed the medium forward, you could I could make an argument with Jay-Z where it's less about him pushing the medium forward, but more of refining what already existed. You know, the idea of kind of like, you know, I'm able to kind of cross over in these street raps to the pop realm these kind of things he was doing. And and like I said, it's it's, it's a weird thing. It's bittersweet. Like I said, I, I don't want to kind of sit here and shit on Jay-Z because phenomenal MC, classics, you know, he's somebody who kind of helped put made big hip-hop bigger than it actually is. But at the same time, when I think of somebody where it's like, shit, you know, if you took that person away, things would be drastically different in the genre. I don't know. It's a toughie. I feel like I'm a hero. I,
1: yeah, I mean, look, I I think it's it's... When these whole, what am I trying to say? All these award shows and gatekeeper type activities are all about number one, who, you know, Um, it's a popularity contest. Um, And then like the music may become third or fourth. Right. In terms of like how these things kind of happen. I'm not mad Jay Jay Jay-Z just because I do think that, you know, music wise, cool. Like maybe there's better New York rappers. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm I'm doing like control F uh, on like the Wikipedia page. Cause I'm like, obviously, I think Nas is a better rapper
0: than Jay Z. Sorry, shots fired. But <laughs> but but that's the thing. And and I, and again, this is such a such a fucking cliché conversation. Like I think I like Jay Z. I I'll even say that no, Jay Z I... is a better rapper than Nas, which is up to the opinion. But I could definitely say that a record like Illmatic, you know, that kind of classic canon record, that's a record that goes into, like, the, the fucking Library of Congress. Well, well, yeah, I, I don't no, know definitely. if Big Pimpin makes it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he, and he and hates it, that song, Jay-Z. Yeah, and but, you get, but, but yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, yes, not, like, Illmatic is a classic. Um, Nas, again, I feel like it's a better rapper. But Jay-Z's probably had a bigger impact culturally um and he just knows more old white men. But yeah you know, exact, at the end of the day. I agree with the um, later. <laughs> and and, and Jay Z is still kind of like even though he's not really doing music anymore, like he's like I he's still kind of a a much bigger name than Nas. Um and I think more people get excited for a, a potential Jay Z project than a Nas project. Um, so I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm not really, I, you know, I, am not knocking the choice of Jay-Z, um, you know, I'm looking like, uh, Notorious Big got in last year, um, so, you know, I, and Tupac got in in like, like, uh, like 2007, um, so, you know, I, like, I feel like, you know, like, I see what they're trying to do, they're trying to like, like, get like the bigger names and Jay-Z is a bigger name um so you know no no props to him but yeah it, it's it's all who you know man it's all
0: who you know like yeah so it sucks and then like going back to you know bringing it back to tina turner shaka khan has been nominated several times and apparently can't get into get over that hump <laughs> shut, and you he, and look at it where you know, these are seminal artists. Like these, like a Shaka Khan there's R and B today. That's like, yeah, you know, Shaka. I like Shaka Khan was my shit growing up. This is why I became a singer. So it's weird to kind of see. Like I said, it's it's like they did certain things, but they took the easiest path possible, and that's what's kind of disappointing about it.
1: Yeah, and with Shaka Khan, you know, the sad thing about about Shaka Khan is like she's too black. <laughs> you know, you know, there's a, there's like this whole blump, like blump. kind of. No, it's just funny because like there's, there's this whole echelon of artists that black people just love and white people have no idea they exist. Right? And I think Shaka Khan's maybe closer to her like some white people know that, that she exists, but you know, like white people have no idea who Franklin Beverly and Mays are. <laughs> right? <laughs> and again, like this is a problem when you have these gatekeepers that are, you know, literally just this is a popularity contest. So I'm I'm not surprised by Shaka Khan. Um, And I I think that's, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I I, I feel like Rock and Roll Hall Hall of Fame is kind of under the radar. So you don't get, like, you know, all the protests and things like that of a award show, right? Like a Golden Globes or like a Grammys where, like, you have people kind of, like, really trying to, to, you know, be activists for, for change. I think they're kind of floating under the radar. Um, but not today, y'all. I'm dragging y'all.
0: Yeah, and other, <laughs> the other one I was beefing with is, all right, look, I actually like a couple of Foo Fighter albums, but and as somebody kind of pay attention to rock, like after those first couple, you know, all you need is like one or two Foo Fighter albums, and that's it. You've literally heard them all True. for the past, 25 fucking years. So it's weird to see a, a, a band where, again, they're, they're a solid C plus, B minus band, get in as opposed to, let's say, a Rage Against the Machine, where you could make yeah. an argument, literally change the face of rock music. Like, go fuck, Rage Against the Machine, you don't have rap rock. Again, not to say that's a good thing, but it's an idea of where, holy shit, they kind of came in with this MC5... Punk energy, extremely progressive, extremely fucking political, just fire brands where fucking like a lot of other bands will like Metallica still bigs them up like like they're a band's band and sold all those records and they don't make it in but you know like I said it's 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 a lot of weird a lot of weird here a lot a lot a lot of mid choices but what do you expect from a bunch of boomers basically
1: yeah it's funny now like all I'm doing is just doing control F on the Wikipedia page because I'm like. What about Radiohead? And they're, oh, they, they're in. Yeah, Radiohead in. made it. Yeah, they can't, now they can't. That they couldn't dodge. Yes. Um. You know. I. I don't know. I like. And it's weird too because I, I guess like. I know they had like a little bit of a reckoning because the definition of rock and roll is, and we could have a whole podcast on how that's been co opted. Um, but um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I'm a Foo Fighters fan. Like I, you know, I've, I've seen them live, and I, I don't like hold Dave it against Groll. you. Yeah, you know, and, and Dave Grohl is a, is a, actually a, a cool ass person. Yes, you know, like like he's 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 a, a down ass dude. So uh, I'm not surprised at this. Like I can't, cause I I can't think of like. I mean, I wonder. Like uh, now, I'm just like, wh- where's Soundgarden? No, no, they got nominated. Not in.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, how do you have? Is Allison Chains there? Because Allison Chains was like, like it's it's weird to see a lot of these bands where there's like literally 20 bite bands from them. When Foo Fighters is kind of doing, and again, but maybe that's me. Maybe if I think about it, like you know, Foo Fighters doing what they were doing, this middle of the road rock music, taking no risks. You know, yeah. just it's maybe that's like again, like I said, it's I just see it squarely squarely aimed at the boomers. But no, for me, it should be somebody who like move the medium forward.
1: It's I, like kind of like. You.
0: It's like it's you know it's I'm trying to think of who what the hip hop equivalent it's like it's like I guess maybe Khaled <laughs> is that the hip hop equivalent <laughs> of Foo Fighters? Damn it's son,
1: like, you gonna have it, Foo Fighters fans like coming at your throat, dude.
0: What the thing saying is it's like it's it's middle of the line populist fucking rock music, and it's like if,
1: if if you see a bunch of dads in minivans like rolling at you, <laughs> duck, fam, <laughs> just duck.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, like again, I, and I don't I don't want, like I said, I like some Foo Fighters, Ever Long is a Jam, like I said, those first two records, you know, I think it's, it was a self-titled, Color of the Shape, I'll even put in the EP. But after that, it's been just photocopy, photocopy, photocopy no, music. Yeah, I'll you. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and like I said, it's, they're a great band. Like, musically, like, Dave Grohl is a solid guitarist and one of the best rock drummers of the generation. Full stop. Full fucking stop. So you look at it and it's like these guys are great, but it's also like, shit. I don't know how to. Describe. It's it's like they're a nostalgia act before there was even a nostalgia for that kind of music that makes any a No, sense. I, I
1: I feel you. I feel you. And n- no Stone Temple Palettes, no Soundgarden, no. Yeah, you know,
0: like and like, so. like, and like I said, it's these are acts that like kind of de- help definitely define, define the decade more. Like again, I I don't want to kind of go so hard where it's like they suck, they don't, but if we're looking at like what the music was happening in the night, like is, is 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 pumpkins in smashing pumpkins.
1: Um, actually let, let's see.
0: Yeah. Like Like, there's a lot of bands that should have gotten before them. Like, no
1: smashing pumpkins. Not in.
0: Yeah. So I was like, how does that fucking work out? And again, yeah, I, not to say that, like, I definitely would rather go to a Foo Fighters concert in 2021 than a smashing pumpkins concert. But like the former has like, they bought back the double album. Like, you know, Great fucking music! It's like I said. It's you look at it. It's like shit. If if we're if we're doing the thing on merit, chops, and popularity, it's very interesting to see how Foo Fighters kind of made it in, and, but you know, other accident. Like I said, I I, I guess I guess the it's is the it's fact popularity. That, yeah, it's I mean, weird. they
1: you know it, it's yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm glad to see Red Hot Chili Peppers in there though. Yeah. So is this like um, gonna be like twenty
0: one pilots in like the year fucking twenty <laughs> twenty six and shit? There's there's going to be no rock and roll.
1: Like, what's the last great rock and roll band? Like it's like shit. The strokes?
0: Uh I've had this thought actually. I'd make an argument, the last big glow up rock and roll band. I'd I'd say it'd be the White Stripes. I would also mm. make an argument yeah, they'll, they'll be in there. to a certain way that Queens of the Stone Age had a weird burn because I would have sworn very early on they were like, alternative, college radio, and then suddenly they play Madison Square Garden. But, yeah. I, but I think it's less about, and again, fantastic band you know, definitely genre-defining albums, one of my personal favorites. But I think in their case, it's more like nobody else was left. Like, everybody else died around them. So it's just like, <laughs> we, we need a rock act here. Who do we book? Queens of the Stone Age is around. Call them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it's hard. Like, you know, like, I, you, have, you have definitely have rock acts that are popular now. I mean, shit, man. Travis Barker is basically a, a rap fucking rock fucking, just, just, he's the DJ premiere of rap rock now.
1: That that's an apt description.
0: <laughs> so it's like rock music's there, but like the classic bands, the classic records, it's not like you know. It's people, I, I, people show up, listen to our Imagine Dragons' album, they get happy and they leave. That's about it. There's no real classics coming out of that genre. It's definitely a yeah. genre.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see in ten years or twenty years what the actual quote unquote rock and roll Hall of Fame will be. It's, it's, right. it's going to be
0: all odd future. <laughs> there'll, be a, there'll be an odd future year. It's going to be like Earl, Tyler, internet.
1: <laughs> and, and, and look, like there's some people that, again, like, like the weekend, like there's a lot of people that I feel like influence the culture that, you know, and I guess like, again, it's like 25 years after your first album, um so like Kanye there's a lot of people like that, that can be nominated shit Kanye's but again, coming like, up yeah Fuck. so like who but but who's going to be like uh the gatekeepers in 10 15 20 years yeah. like that to me it's going to be the, right, the the very interesting thing cuz right now the boomers are still the gatekeepers um so yeah i don't know <laughs> anyway
0: anyway <laughs> um on my end um, there's a blog I love, Music Journalists, uh, Passion of the Weiss. They do a lot of good shit. Um, Drakeo the Ruler, which I spoke to him on a podcast where basically this blog, I'd make an argument single-handedly helped free him because they were relentless in trying to pursue justice for him to the point of where they would kind of point out, you know, the, the bad actors involved in the legal side and, you know, just did a lot of great work. Um, they dropped a pretty fantastic article by a writer called Donald Morrison on basically uh, Mac Dre. Um, like me, it's so kind of commiserating. I got into Mac Dre late. Honestly, it's only when I, only when I got old enough to holler at Cali Chicks is <laughs> 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 when I was put on to Mr. Dre. Um, Seminole fucking West Coast act. A lot of like let's just a kind of a vibe, like a Bay area kind of this, this dancey shit. Like, and again, I, I, I don't know enough about him, but I, I know the music that has been played around me and it bumps, but long story short died tragically. Um, lo- Cops basically kind of know who did it. You know, the, the case is cold, not because there aren't any leads, but because honestly, who really cares about dead black men who really cares about dead, dead rappers in general. So they had this long-form article kind of covers his career, kind of covers who he was, kind of covers the circumstances around his death, and basically names the killer, where even the detective on the case says, yeah, you know, if you look at it, you'll see who kills it. Um, hopefully with this article, there'll be some justice. Now it's kind of out there. It's kind of fucked up, though, that, you know, even though everybody knows who kind of did it, you know, the cops, though, and, you know, the files are there, and nobody really cares enough to kind of, you know, get his family to kind of, you know... The the, the 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 good night's sleep of knowing that there's justice served. Um so that's kinda of wanna shout out the article. It's just really well written. Kinda of gives you an idea of why it's important. Kinda of sets all the chips up and you know and you know, it's a sad thing. It's like there's not gonna be any crazy revelation on this it's not the CIA this time. Um as usual it's some beef shit. But even though it's kinda of business as usual as far as these type of things, you kinda of still have to kinda of focus on it. I think there's a kind of weird thing that we do now because we're so used to black death, it kind of becomes just like a sentence. Um, I know the New York Times had a; they might still have the series, but I know it was at least a couple of years ago where pretty much every death in New York City they were documenting. So obviously that tends to be a lot of P- poor POCs, and it was kind of fascinating to kind of watch, you know, them kind of say, "Hey, this is somebody's kid, and he was going to school here, and his sister loves him, and he's you know, like give it, give it a real." journalists to go out there and discover this person's lives, kind of show what mattered. And so props to Passion of the Weiss to kind of, you know, put this out there, Jeff Weiss to like, you know, say, hey, you know, this seminal rapper kind of mattered and kind of, you know, get some kind of justice here. So, you know, props.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I started reading that article and I didn't finish it, but it's just really brilliant writing. And like, and, and, and you said like earlier, it's like New York Times level writing. Um but about you know a rapper that i'm not you know i i know of mac dre but i'm like not bumping mac dre all the time um and it's just like a rapper that like people are just not as familiar with um and making sure that 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 person's life mattered um and also to just like again like the 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 fuckery of the police and these type types of situations so um yeah, no, it's, it's a really beautifully written article. I kind of stopped checking blogs <laughs> for a long time. But, man, I started check, checking Passion of the Weiss again. I'm just like, man, I, I missed that blog era. I, I miss, you know, because if you do work at the New York Times and you're a writer and you try to pitch this story, it's probably not going to go anywhere. But, you you know, the blog era, like anything was fair game. Um, and I'm kind of glad to kind of see articles like this pop up. So, uh yeah props props to them
0: props to them and rest in peace mac dre and uh that on to new music i will start this off um i've been bopping so there was a a young female r&b singer named rochelle jordan came out in the early not odds but the tens is it the tens what are we saying I think we should make the
1: the, the the tens a thing the
0: tens you know So uh, came out in the mid, <laughs> mid-ish early-ish tens um, firmly in our R&B lane um, she grew as an artist kind of hooking up with people like Machine Drums so it became more dance music and so she dropped this record and it is firmly in that dance music bag which is you know as, as we all know you know, suffering through a painy for the past fucking 15 months. It's fucking refreshing. It's like, oh shit, this is music. There's, you know, four on four. There's a little bit of garage happening. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the UK folks. It's just fun, upbeat music. And uh, it's a kind of summer record I kind of want to see more of. You know, I'm hoping there'll just be a flood of these kind of things out there because I think people are kind of waiting. And this is a solid dance R&B record. So kind of props to her for basically kind of, I guess, tapping into the pulse of what we we'll have be needing this summer. So yeah, it's kind of cool to kind of see like a, a young artist kind of find her footing and try different things and kind of settle into this like nice smooth lane. So yeah, definitely, definitely a great record to kind of, you know, if you, if you have, you know, on the beach, sitting back, having your, you know, your, your mics hard, <laughs> Or your fucking <laughs> your white <laughs> claws your white
1: claw, man. Your white
0: claw, you know, lay, laying back, you know what I'm saying? You know, smoking that cigarillo, lace of something. You know, you can put this on in the background and that Bluetooth speaker. You know what I'm saying? That beat speaker, and you know, get the party vibe going. You know, lay back and catch a sunburn. So you know, definitely pops to fucking her and her producers. Is this is this a really solid fun record for the summer? So props to her. Word word.
1: Uh, so I I have one. Thing I want to talk about, but I actually forgot. There's another album I listened to uh, over this past week. Um, it's called Agüita by Gabriel uh, Gabriel Garzon Montano.
0: Ah, oh, um, sexy! Have you seen his new sexy turn?
1: Yeah, yeah. he was, he was so, all like
0: passionate R and My boy came out there looking thought out with the sexy tats. What? Yeah, he trying to get shows. This is like
1: uh, the thirst trap record. Ooh. Um, this is definitely you know the the and it's really interesting because his first two albums were very much kind of like alternative R and B. Um, you know, if you kind of like the little dragon era, but like, but not really. I guess it's just more of like um, really kind of esoteric beats and like really like kind of cool like alternative R and B, almost like a Daniel Caesar or whatnot this album is basically like, I am trying to get the Spanish charts. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to get that Spanish. Like I'm trying to get that bad bunny money. <laughs> um, and you know, the older I get, I guess I, you know, the less better, bitter I am just cause I, I know bitter old musicians who like didn't want to sell out and they're all bitter about it. And I'm just kind of like, Hey man, you know, you gotta get that paper dude. So, uh, and this is what this album is. Like there's there's a, a few tracks that are very much kind of like um in that, that lane if you like his older work, but Alive is Thirst Thirst
0: Traps. And <laughs> <laughs> his defense though it's quality thirst traps. Like he's, it's he's, quality. He hit the ground running. Like if you, like a lot of these, a lot of these songs, as as somebody who's who's dipped their toe into the reggaeton, you know, international waters. Like these are hype. These are dope ass tracks. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. as surprised as the turn, but also the fact of because a lot of artists try to pull off the you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go this direction. You know I'm gonna have the auto tune and I'm gonna call up this hot producer. You know Mike will lace me and. It's he actually. It's 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 a smooth transition. Like when you listen to what he's doing, it doesn't seem forced. It seems like he's a fan of the music. So yeah, I actually like the record a lot. Actually, thanks for reminding me.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. and yeah, I mean, there's some megas on here. Like, uh, uh, "Mirror My Look" is like my, my my exercise song if I ever get to exercising again. Because uh, it just goes hard. It's just like it's, it's fire. Uh, Agüita is fire. So like. Yeah, no, like he, he's he's doing a lot of really interesting things here, and you know he's trying to get that back. So I can't I can't be uh, I can't be mad at that. Um, and then also to uh, in prep for uh, the God J Cole's release this week, I went back to uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, um, and and listened to that album, which is pretty much the seminal J Cole album. Um, and it's really interesting, I think, to kind of because that was the album where he went from kind of pretty boy varsity jacket to like, like dread out. Like I could be homeless, but I'm getting <laughs> into a bitly uh, woke. <laughs> um, and I'll say this, I, I will say that on a re listen, this album is just okay. Like it's not an album that I feel like it's seminal. Um, I say this as not being a J. Cole fan. I look at like a lot of the streams, like like he's close to a billion streams on like some of these tracks, which is crazy. So I'm just maybe not in the demographic, but um I you know, it's it, it's I I I always feel like there's a lot of great things going into J. Cole's music, but like a lot of it's just not memorable. Um, there doesn't seem to be like Real like radio hits on this album. There's nothing catchy. There's nothing that's like I'll go back to. Um, but I don't know. It's just it's just really interesting to kind of see his career. And I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit more next week um, once uh, the latest album drops. So, uh, his, uh, yeah,
0: his latest ASMR album. <laughs>
1: Dude, J. Cole has stands, dude.
0: Oh, man, I J. got, Cole I got, I got, I, I am, I am, I am thoroughly ready to hate next week. Wait, wait, wait I'm gonna come like, here with my little pimp hat. The haters' anthem is gonna be great. I, I have, I have, I have ready for it. I'm gonna give you a preview. J. Cole, <laughs> every generation needs its common. Damn son, that's all I'm gonna say. That, now you that, got, you got.
1: You can't say this stuff in, in Bed-Stuy in, in Brooklyn, man. <laughs> I, I, you gotta, like, move to Orlando if you want to, like, <laughs> say this shit.
0: But, like, like we were discussing, it's, it's, I, I, I remember the album, but I don't remember the album. So, it is kind of fascinating to see, kind of, like, and again, J. Cole is a, J. Cole is a great MC. like, he's solid producer, There's, a lot of things I like about J. Cole is just the idea of where like it's he doesn't hit me in the soul and, and, and like I said I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm actually eager to listen to the album because he's, you know, he's out here beefing now you know with no name no name sent some shooters out there he almost died you know what I'm saying almost got <laughs> shot up at the parts of Nobles you know what I'm saying <laughs> but like you know I think that the world is a little different where I think it's gonna be it's going to be interesting to see a lot of hear a lot of rap releases this year just because the world has gotten so weird. So for yeah. somebody where they're in charge of like not in charge of, but they're laying to veer into socio-political like, you know, commentary is going to be very interesting to see how they kind of pull this off. So I'm actually really interested in J. Cole. I'm interested in Kendrick. I'm listening in a lot of these records where, because, you know, I, like you have professional journalists who can't really wrap their mind around the way the world is now. So I'm kind of interested to hear hip-hop's take. And like, you know, they were in the studio. They're bubbling it up. They're waiting for tourists to open up. There's going to be a release of these things one after the other. So I'm kind of fascinated to kind of, so I'm actually eager for a J. Cole album, even though was, I'll be sleeping to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, like, um, I don't know. like It's really interesting because, you know, there's so many people who, and there's J. Cole, like, there'll be J. Cole tracks that I really enjoy, um, but album-wise, he's kind of a sleeper, and I, and I feel like, I don't know, it's just really interesting, um, and I said this last week, he's firing the first shot, and now you have Kendrick, Drake. Um, a lot of people are keyed up. Um, so it'd be really interesting to kind of see it, but I mean, I feel like if Drake drops an album, I'll probably go back to it. Whereas I might not go back to a J. Cole album, album. Like, real talk.
0: Yeah, no, so. it's it's. Well, yeah, but like I said, it's the, he might break the streak. Like I said, it's, it's it's. If anybody, if it's, I'm gonna regret saying this. If there's any time, I'm ready for a J. Cole take. It might be that's that's what 21 has brought me down to. So, <laughs> COVID, a coup, authoritarianism. I'm looking towards J. Cole the same way I look towards Common back in the Electric Lady Circus era to guide me, to give me the bars that will carry me through the next stage in my life. So I, I am ready for this J. Cole album. I, I, I'm i ready for
1: J. Cole to get that, like, Microsoft, I need a black person to <laughs> spit rhymes money over commercial. It'll,
0: I think he's an Apple dude, though. I think we'll see him in Apple commercials. <laughs> Help me worry like the Steve Jobs fucking sweater and shit, just out there fucking, you know. The <laughs> iOS bars, baby.
1: Oh man, mm. oh man, I, I gotta sleep with one eye open tonight.
0: <laughs> the J Cole shooters. We got no. I got yo. I, I I am gonna be look. I, I fuck with the No Name. I'm this is No Name Ganger Book Club. You know what I'm saying. That, chi- oh, no, that like- Chicago connect. I, I no, no weapon formed against no name shall prosper while I am still on this earth. <laughs> uh, but on that note, as I, as I, as I prepare sleeping early to get this J Cole in at midnight, I will, I will play this record to promptly have a quick night's sleep for the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give y'all a shout out out there. Thank you for listening. We love y'all. <laughs> Stay safe. Again, if you need, if you have sleep problems, we, you know what we recommend that J Cole.
1: Oh my goodness, bro! I'm gonna be ducking. I know it's, gonna be, gonna, be, it's gonna be. It's
0: gonna be. Dreamsville is gonna come after me and shit.
1: I, I'm gonna have like the dart like coming like hit me on the side of the neck, like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, he's got like he's got like
1: thirty people in Dreamville.
0: I don't imagine <laughs> you, you just get jumped by like JID and shit. Just fucking. <laughs> earth gang that's stomping you out and shit with their fucking blouses <laughs> you know, y'all you know, getting like you getting fucked up by people who are impeccably well dressed and shit that's getting stomped out by like fucking $400 boots that's, that's very embarrassing very embarrassing it's, it's, yeah dude like like you
1: gotta, like, gotta watch what you say about, around Dreamville man dang <laughs>
0: it's like the largest crew
1: of all the rap crews the,
0: the most feared Dream, Dream, Dreamville's here bruh We gotta run. I I don't even know if they're like, it's just like they're not
1: even like, they don't bring that much heat, but they just bring like the fact that there's 30 of them, you know, to the table, you know? So, anyway, y'all.
0: Stay safe. Until next time. Stay away from Dreamsville.
1: (laughs) Get that vax, people. Get that vax.
0: Get, get, you know, we're trying to see y'all this summer. You know what I'm saying? Shake hands, hugs. You know what I'm saying? That's the, the, the like it's, it's it's the time, man. Let's let's go out there, let's live our lives. We lost a lot this year. Literally, physically, but emotionally, everything else. Let's you know, let's let's get it ready and let's let's rebuild, baby. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. It is coming up.